Hello and welcome to Meet My Potential podcast, where we talk to leaders from around the world to inspire and to ignite your potential. This is your host, Deepa Natarajan from Toulouse in France. And today we're going to talk about stepping into leadership. What does that mean? This is not just for established leaders in leadership positions, but it's also for those who are looking at how do I get my hard focus out of management and more into leadership. This is also for those who are transitioning from management into into gaining more leadership abilities. So here is a very insightful, I'd also say a very concrete conversation with Tony Stead. Tony Stead is the head of cross programs and project management at Space Systems at Airbus. And he shares today with us his personal thoughts on what does it mean to step into leadership. He's also a fellow at the Institute of Leadership and Management. So let's welcome Tony. Hello, Tony. How are you doing this afternoon? Honestly, I'm doing really, really, really well. It's been a lovely summer. The weather is nice. It's sunny. It's warm. It's a, it's a nice day. Yeah. I particularly found it very hard to come back from vacation this summer. I don't know why. It was, I think, the first time, I guess, in a long time I took I took off for like six weeks. And it was so good to rest. And sometimes in the busyness of life, we get so much into doing that suddenly when we rest, it's as if like, you know, a balloon has been burst. And then, wow, you just yeah. get to relax. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's nice to take a step back. Right, exactly. And so talking about stepping back, we're here to talk about stepping into leadership. So why is this subject and why do we talk about stepping into leadership? And I'm emphasizing on the word stepping. You know, we know what leadership's about. Like, what is it about, you know, the first level or a certain level of management where we get out of management and we step into leadership? Like, what is that? I think when you're when you're in a management role, when you're in a team role, you're really, really good at doing. You get a, a big reputation. You know, you're 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 the lady, you're the guy who delivers, you you're you're the best problem solver, you're quicker, you're smarter, you're you're the go-to person for problem solving. And I think if we get a little bit inspired by summer break, I think leadership is about stepping back and understanding. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? What's the contribution? What's the bigger picture? What's the greater influence? What are we trying to achieve here? And I think there is a journey. There is a transition. There is a step between being really, really good at uh, at problem solving, taking care of the company, to really being able to step back and, and see things from a different perspective, from a different angle. And I think that's really the steps that uh, and the journey that uh, most leaders go on. Right. I so relate to this. Um, I have uh, created what I call the highly driven people based on my research of coaching high performers. I found that they have five typical traits. Number one being highly action oriented, bias for action. Number two, problem solvers. Number three, very self-sufficient, strong, independent people. And number four, very future-focused people. That is, here's the future, here's the vision. How do we get there? Planning, putting in place structures, putting in place processes. And the last one being moving towards excellence with a very high level of perfectionism in it. 
So, and these five traits of being action biased, problem solvers, perfectionism are somehow promoted. And people who have these traits get promoted again and again because they get things done, they solve problems. And then comes a stage in leadership where, hmm, these are not so useful. So how do I let go of what's made me successful up until now? That's a really interesting point because I think that if we go back to your DNA and go back to your career, and if you go back to everything you're taught, you know, you're in school, you're in university, you're taught to focus, you're taught to get the job done, you move into your role, um, you want to impress somebody. And how you impress somebody is deliver, 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 deliver. So we move into those roles. And I think that there becomes a point in your career that you can't deliver the roles and responsibilities of hundreds of thousands of people or a thousand people or 10 people. And I think leadership is about transitioning from letting go, delegating to other people, trusting other people, and you start thinking in a very different mindset. So you can't do all of the roles and you can't solve all of the problems. We might be aware that there are some really complicated things to, to, to solve. And if you imagine an organization like the Great Barrier Reef or like an ecosystem, it is not possible to take every single role and every challenge. And then the leadership becomes more in terms of those roles are transferable. But how do we support that ecosystem? How do we support the organization as a whole? What are the challenges? What are the threats? And how do we work together to overcome those? So I think that those skills are really important and those traits are important. But are they important for the, for the leader to do? I, I would really question. I think it's really important for the organization to solve. But I think leadership really needs to elevate to understanding the big picture and what we're trying to resolve together. You know, I just want to emphasize on the word you mentioned, deliver, deliver, and deliver. And this is so true, right? Because if I deliver, there's something tangible uh, for people to applaud me for, and there's something tangible for people to recognize me for, and I'm known for something. Whereas now, if I go out and create a goal for 2050 or set a vision for 2050, and I'm not even going to be around, and how, and you're talking, you spoke about a word, you said stepping into leadership is about letting go. Such an easy word, so hard to do. I think the transition is, if we, some of the words that we discussed this afternoon, we talk about perfectionism. Maybe people are thinking about leaders there that are perfectionist. I think we also talk about a word of belief. And I think if we talk about 2050, we're talking about the future. And I think that a leader's rewards, how you feel good about yourself, how you believe in yourself, I think you really have to believe in, in what you're trying to achieve. And if we believe that, for example, that we really want to make a difference with global warming, we're not going to see a result tomorrow, but we can take a step. And it, it is about believing in where you're going. It is about believing in where we're doing and know we're doing the right things for the right reasons. And I think that's where these uh, untangible rewards come from. But it really is not a, a bonus or a thank you for something that you've delivered this afternoon. It's going to be something 
much more bigger. And I think that that's where a leader has to feel comfortable of really knowing you're doing the right things for the right reasons, for the right future to where to where we want to go. You know, I'm getting mm, inspired by what you're saying. And at the same time, I do know that we follow KPIs. We look at the balance sheet at the end of the year. Uh, we look at uh, tangible outcomes. So how do we balance this? Because if we have a very hard focus on these tangible outcomes, and if you have a very hard focus on reporting KPI numbers, we are going to promote highly driven people with these particular traits. And that's going to get down to very short-term results. And here we want to step back, look at the big picture, look at the future, look at sustainability, and create something for the future. And look at leadership as letting go, empowering. What's in what's the process of trans? What does the process of transition look like for you? Yeah, um, I think first of all. We have to believe in the future. We have to believe in the big picture. We have to believe in the vision. We have to believe that maybe one day um, there might be uh, people able to travel and live and work on, on Mars. As a picture, um, I think people could maybe relate to that or maybe understand that. Or as a business, as a milestone, as a result, I think uh, most people would... Um, would actually ask us to live in, in, in today's world and, and, and deliver the job that, that we need to be delivering. So I think the question is, is that whatever the vision is, what, wherever we're going, we need to have some type of tangible signs, milestones, flags along the way so that people can stay connected to the journey, they can stay current with the journey, um, and we can see the progress. And I think that's also what generates belief. I think if I told many people 20 years ago that we'd all be driving electric cars today, um, I don't think many people would believe that. Um, if I said tomorrow we're going to drive electrical mm -hmm. cars, everybody, I'd maybe. But I think what we see is tangible signs where we say, well, there's a transition, there's a hybrid, there's a use technologies are being invested in, and we can see those stepping stones. And the closer we get, the more the belief comes, the more people stay with us, the more people hold to the vision, and it may change over time. But I do believe we have to somehow navigate towards that big picture, not just keep it as a vision. Um, a vision alone, without any path, um, I think it just stays as a, as a vision. Hmm. So true. And you and I spoke about this a little before in our first conversation. And I love what you had mentioned then. You mentioned that we need the same traits of the highly driven people, but not to solve today's problems, but rather to solve the problems of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because I think if you've got a really good leader and maybe they came from a background of being really good at problem solving, um, Maybe you're problem solving and you're solving a problem for one, two, three or four people. If you delegate that to those team members and allow them to take care for, for the day-to-day -day activities, they're the experts, technology changes, time changes, they're more than capable of resolving today's problems. But just imagine that leader that takes those traits that he or she has generated over those years to solving problems in the future. And I think that's where they have far greater impact in not just their companies, but their societies, 
even in family and, 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 and social structures, but taking those traits and transversing them into the future, I think is fantastic for leaders. Fabulous. Totally believe in that. And so what's the mindset shift that's needed to make that transition from these are my goals, this is what I want to get done, these are problems I want to solve towards here's the bigger picture, that's the vision for 2030, 2015, and here's where we want to go, and here are the future-oriented problems that I want to solve. And kind of like balancing short-term and long-term, balancing my vision with the global vision, like having that balance between the self and the whole. Um, what's the mindset needed to have to hold these both hold both these polarities? I think somehow it becomes a little bit like um, um, living in families. I love families, and, and, and I love I love the evolution that we have as a family. And I think you're you're born into a family, and you work hard in school. You work hard. Uh, you do as you're told. <laughs> I think we call that entering into work. Um, mm-hmm. They don't tell you that one day you become a parent, and that carries a lot of responsibility. And and we call that more or less being being the manager. And then when we move into leadership, I like to think of the wise old owl, your grandparents, the people that have got this experience. They know when to run. They know when to walk. They know when to let things go. Um, maybe they can predict what's going to happen in the future. And I think that if we consider leaders almost in that kind of having the wisdom to know when they don't know, mm-hmm. having the wisdom to know who knows better, mm-hmm. having the wisdom to know, you know, kind of life changes a little bit when um uh, in school today and maybe you hear sayings like well they don't they don't teach like they used to and and I didn't learn like that and I think a leader has to become more in their self-belief and understanding how do I add the biggest value is it really micromanaging all the grandchildren probably not is it inspiring them is it encouraging them to want to do better to to pass on their wisdom to pass on their experience and I think that most most development of leaders come where they're, they're in that somehow, that transition. Um, we know we don't know everything. We know we don't know it all. But maybe we have enough kilometers to understand, yeah, maybe that's better for somebody else. And maybe I can have my biggest impact to help them, to support them in the future. Mm. I love this metaphor. Because this metaphor is um, so rich, you can keep thinking about this metaphor. So for those who are listening out here, like think about this metaphor, not just once, but again and again, when you're in situations where you're questioning yourself, should I let go um, or not? Or should I delegate or not? Think about this metaphor. I think it's a very useful one. Um, as um, I'm not yet a grandmother, but I know I will become one one day, hopefully, <laughs> and no pressure on my daughter. And nevertheless, I do see grandparents um, have let go as a trend more than the parents have. They're a little bit more yeah. lenient and they inspire. They're more at the stage of inspiring, whereas parents are more at the stage of, let me tell you what you need to do. And I know I've done that with my children. Like I've told them, hey, this is these are the boundaries, this is what you need to do. And I think my my dad's been more of an inspiration to my daughter. He's brought that sense of wisdom to her. And yeah. I think there is, uh, as a parent, I do know that I do cling on to certain fears 
of like, oh, I need to give this education because I fear that this might go wrong or that might go wrong. Whereas my parents have given away that responsibility to me and that fear is not there. And so when that fear is not there, there is so much more space for inspiration. And I see my daughter uh, taking measures. And sometimes I wonder, oh, I asked my mom, mom, how do you do that so easily with my daughter? But I couldn't do that, right? And I think there's the same thing about leadership. Yeah. And I think it's a fantastic analogy because um, children today, workforce today, can do things smarter, quicker, cleverer than we can ever dream of. The apps, the techniques, the styles, how they do it. I think most parents today are kind of that in that middle management layer of, you know, you need to do this, you need to do this, we yeah. need to achieve this, we, we really need to focus here, we need to focus there. And, you know, I think parents really recognize the leadership change in grandparents because they'll say things like, you weren't like that when I was younger. It's clear they've grown they're able to focus, they're able to see what is important, what is least important, what are the worries, what are the challenges. And I honestly believe that they're able to bring a lot more calm, a lot more guidance, a lot more steady, you know, almost the the captain of the ship with a nice steady hand. And I think you feel really confident and I think you feel really inspired, you know, and you have that warm feeling, you know, leaders give you a warm feeling. (laughs) You feel good about yourself. You want to see them. And I think it is a journey. And I think that when we come back to to management, I think we see it in our everyday lives and we can see it in our work, uh, in, in our everyday lives, in our home lives. Nobody tells us when we're on that journey at work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we see a lot in work is that we might be really good at doing, but we claim that we want to be a leader. And I think we have to adjust a little bit what that means. Or we might be the best manager in able to really get things done today and, and, and tomorrow. Is that really what we want to be doing in 2030 and 2040 and 2050? Um, and I think it's that, it's that really that transition of, People don't tell us, but actually, you're quite inspirational. We we see something in you. Mm-hmm. We see a development in you. And actually, we don't want you to be a manager anymore. We really want you to inspire not 10 people, but 100 people and 1,000 people. And I think that's the journey, the, the transition between management, day-to-day, budgets, timekeeping, appraisals, targets, and then really into keeping that DNA focusing it into the future and giving people a a path a torch giving them some guidance of how we can work together to get there and of course it's so complex so the reality is most leaders don't know how to get there and that's why we meet everybody but I would far prefer to work for a leader or grandparent that inspired me and really I, I understood and I wanted to do my best with that complicated problem than maybe a grandparent that uh, thought that they were better at uh, apps and uh, social media than children are today, because I think that (laughs) probably doesn't work. (laughs) So true, so true. Um, Loved every word of what you said. And here's what I would love to add to that is let go and step back. I'm not advocating that everybody should take six weeks off vacation like I did this summer. (laughs) But what I am advocating is like, 
get your head out of the water. Because if we want to go towards what Tony is saying here, we need to get our head out of the water. We need to get our head out of the busy um, hamster wheel and look at the big picture and take a deep breath and become conscious of how we are leading. Thank you so much, Tony, for being here with us. And as a closing, what's one last message you'd like to share with the audience? I think the message that I would I would leave is, is this. Think of a leader in your mind of somebody that inspires you, somebody that you've seen on TV, somebody that you've seen on social media, somebody that you connect to, something that you've heard and somebody you really like to listen to them. And then take a step back and realize, what pay rise did this person give me last? Or how much vacation did they give me? Or what reward did they give me? And I think we realize is that they didn't. They just had something that you connected to as a person. And they have no impact on, on your day-to-day salary. And I think that's leadership. I think leadership is that person that really inspires you, that you want to connect to, that you believe in. And that really helps you uh, along your journey. So if you're looking for a mentor, um, you've you've now selected your own leader. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Tony. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, stay cool. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Every time I have a conversation with someone, I learn so much. And I hope you do too. Insights, learning and growth is what we're here for at the end of the day. So if you haven't subscribed to the magazine yet, head over to meetmypotential.com and subscribe to the bi-monthly magazine that you will get directly in your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you soon again. And until then, stay cool. Stay cool.